0: Hi, I'm Curious Cass, and this is Curiosity Junkie. Please welcome Tracy Brady. I would love to talk a little bit about what is anxiety and how how does it
1: physically affect us? To me, I like to think of anxiety in a simple way. Um, it's like fear. Mm, right. It's fear's kind of twin. And actually... Um, I believe the root comes from um, a Latin word, which actually means choking, which makes sense. Because if you right. think about what anxiety feels like, uh, you, you know, you see, you imagine people wringing their hands, you imagine them, you know, with the furrowed brow, you imagine them bent over, maybe constricting themselves
0: mm-hmm.
1: like protecting or something, you know, and uh, often people can't either can't speak or aren't able to speak how they're feeling. They're in some sort of state of anxiety. Yes. Um, So fear definitely, you know, has a more acute sense uh, to that feeling. Um, You know, a train's coming at you or, uh, you know, I heard a noise. I've got to quickly, you know, react or respond. Whereas anxiety is more of a future projection of the mind Mm. uh, based on um, something that we connect we're great connectors you know in our mind we make associations all the time and if something even seems like something in the past our mind will go or our brain will attach it um, and it'll produce the same kind of emotions feelings chemicals that sort of thing Um, Ah. you did ask about how it affects us physically. And it can affect people in a myriad of ways. It just depends on the person. But some of the more common things that you hear about uh, physically uh, might be some sweating or sweating of the palms, maybe a headache, um, maybe shallow breathing, Mm. uh, stomach problems. Um, You know, depending on the level of anxiety and how long it's how long it's been occurring.
0: When I think of anxiety, I go to like a tightening in the chest and shortness of breath and
1: heart. So you're, you're describing a little more uh, serious form, which 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 reg what we call <laughs> normal anxiety mm-hmm. uh, can progress into, which is more leaning towards like panic attack sort of things, where oh, right. you really feel like you're not in control. At all. Your physical body has pretty much taken over any mental ability to make good decisions.
0: Right, yes.
1: So that I think we've talked before about the idea that we are animals and our amygdala or the part of our brain that has us as a, you know, as protection, you know, in its best interest is always on alert. And so if there's something that seems like a threat it's going to go into that sympathetic response which Mm -hmm. is shunt everything away from non-vital things right you you do not need to take a huge deep breath wasting your time if there's a fire for example you don't need to have digestion if you're drowning you know but the thing about anxiety is that as opposed to what you know fear is that Anxiety usually involves something that is not true. Mm. If we're preparing for something that doesn't exist yet. Aha. Uh-huh. Right.
0: <laughs> because we're thinking about the future and what could happen.
1: Exactly. I mean, that's, you know, that's generally... Uh, That's generally what people worry about. They don't worry about what's already occurred because they've gotten through it. Right, right. That makes perfect sense. And you don't worry about what's happening right in this moment because if it's something very threatening, you're doing something about it. You're leaving, you're walking away, you're taking care of yourself. Right. Or in this moment, there's nothing to do. You're powerless to do anything about something. And truthfully, I believe that that's where anxiety comes from is, is this realization that inherently we know we can't predict the future we know that that something bad may happen Mm. and and we know that and we may not be able to prevent it and so that sense of powerlessness and just humanness really and sense of separation you know if if something bad's going to happen what if i'm going to die you know what if What if I'm going to get the COVID and die? Or what if I'm going to make a bad grade on this test? Or what if, uh, you know, what if I get married and he's going to leave again? You know, those, you know, things we just, we just don't have any control over. But when it becomes such a problem is when we start taking actions based on those untrue uh, subjects or, you know, things that are. The, the threats that we see in the future that may or may not occur.
0: Right. Which is really interesting and fascinating because in, in a moment when you're thinking towards the future and trying to, to think about all the things that could go wrong or what might happen, they do start to feel real.
1: Good point. Because I mean, I, probably a lot of your listeners, viewers, um, doing meditations visualizations those sorts of things to calm themselves down to kind of put themselves at ease and a lot of those things involve being you know imagining yourself somewhere else or imagining yourself in a situation that really isn't happening right but yet it's a calming it's a calming sensation right so we really have a great ability to to create these scenarios for ourselves to put us in either a very anxious state or a very peaceful state. And so the the issue with anxiety, once it takes hold, is that you cannot get your mind on board when your body is in such a state. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's when we talk about one of the first things to do is to ground yourself. And that means bringing your mind into alignment with where your body is in space in this moment. Where am I? Feel the space between your feet and the floor. The space between your feet and the floor. Mm. That requires some focus. Right. And the brain can only focus on one thing at a time. Mm. We think we can multitask. Right. we can do a lot of things at the same time, but none of them are being done well. <laughs> right? <laughs> Op- Absolutely. Optimally, anyway. Right.
0: No, that's great because you, you do get caught up in and consumed by the thoughts that are happening that are creating this fear and anxiety. And it's basically redirecting, which seems so simple. But yet it's really...
1: It, it takes practice it does it does and you said the word consumed mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and that's exactly what's happening because if you can imagine you're a parent right mm mm-hmm. so you can imagine your you know your one of your children being in danger yes uh, or you perceived danger <laughs> even, yes yeah. you would be consumed with protecting them absolutely right so that's, that's the state that the mind, the brain, the thoughts take when there is a perceived threat. Mm. Um, now, one of the things that you can do, I don't want to skip over this part, though. You know, when we bring ourselves into grounding, either by where am I? I am here. I am in this room. Okay. I am safe. Look around. Make sure you're safe. You know, if you tell yourself you're safe, make sure there's no fires around you or bombs going off or tacks you're going to step on. Right. So if there is something that you truthfully need to be afraid of, you need to remove yourself. You need to take care of yourself, right? But If it's an an anxiety, if it's something in the future that you're just ruminating about going over and over and you find yourself just in this turmoil where you just can't go in to take the test or you just can't make the phone call or whatever it may be, the grounding is a way to bring your mind and your body in the same place. Mm. So one of the ways that I like to ask my clients to do this at home is to use any, not any one of your senses. Name three things that you can see. Uh, I can see the door. I can see the lights. I can see the dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, name three things that you can hear. I can hear the hum of the air conditioner. I can hear my heartbeat. I can hear my breath. I can hear the mower next door, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to the freezer. If you can get yourself to move, go to the freezer. Grab an orange. Grab a well. How many people put oranges in their freezer? (laughs) (laughs) But that's actually that's a really good thing to do is to put an orange in the freezer because you can take that orange out and you can hold it, and just the temperature will ground you. Right. Orange. Pay attention to that. Um, So once you have put yourself in a position that the amygdala can relax, then we can get the prefrontal cortex, the part of the brain that makes some, is capable of making some logical decisions, then we can ask it to become engaged. Right. And that's when we can start saying, okay, since telling the body it's safe, I'm okay, I'm right here, right now, it's not occurring right now, whatever I'm scared of is not happening, I can relax, Whew. Okay, now what am I going to do about this thing? Asking yourself what part of this is actually happening? And if it does occur, you will be able to get through it but is it occurring now? You know we when we leave this present moment, we abandon ourselves mm. right. ourselves we need ourselves to be present for ourselves in order to heal and if we are always in the past or if we are always in the future or we are jumping back and forth it's it's very difficult for our our bodies and our our spirits to trust us to be there for ourselves i wish i could um, you know say okay this is how you solve all of those problems yeah I know. <laughs> uh, I would not be where I am right now. <laughs> I have that answer—I don't think anybody has that answer, and everybody has their own. Yes, right—that that affect them, and uh, they worry about and want to do well at and want to succeed and feel um, that they that they're that who they are hinges upon some of these issues. Right. Um, You know, one of the things that we do is we take on too much at once. Mm -hmm. We also, um, we also expect ourselves to be perfect, whatever that may be. We have an idea of what it's supposed to look like. And truthfully, there is absolutely no way you can know where you're going to be in even the next moment. Right. So that, you know, we can't cure these things for people because we can't see the future. We don't have a crystal ball Mm -hmm. about what is going to happen. We can't say, oh, it's going to be okay because we don't know if it's going to be okay.
0: Right.
1: So to me, these are all very, all of them, you know, condense down to the human condition and, um, you know, recognizing what's going on. Recognizing that I worry, recognizing that I ruminate, recognizing that I have this sense of tightness in my chest, or I don't seem to be, I catch myself not taking a deep breath. Or one of the things that I have done, because I'm not immune to this either, um, is I will stop myself whenever I feel a sense of dis ease or unease. Mm. Um, I like to feel peaceful. I like to be relaxed. I just noticed my shoulders were up, so I just relaxed them. Um, so when you notice these things, pause, stop, because we have a tendency to run through them and say, oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yes. But they build. And if you don't take a look at them and stop for a hot second, it's it's just going to get louder.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's going to get louder on the inside because that's what's calling. There's something that our spirit, our soul, our self is calling for help. If you can recognize what's going on, you can name it. You can say, okay, what am I feeling? And I will put my hand on my stomach on my heart, sometimes my chest, or some, some people even have it where they have to put their hand on their head. That's generally the four places where, where this anxiety is felt. Um, and I will breathe and I will give that space to be rather than constricting around it and fighting against it because that is the first go-to. That's what we do. That's the defense mechanism. And that makes a lot of sense. Right. If something feels threatening, we're going to wall off against that. Protection at all costs.
0: Absolutely.
1: But the brain says, whenever there's a threat, we have, to get, we have to buck up against it. We have to figure out a way around it. We have to fight against it. So when I say to myself, don't think about that, the message to the brain is, that's a threat. Mm-hmm. What's it to? That's, then it's going to be even stronger against whatever that is. So it's a self-defeating, it's a self-defeating thing. To resist anything, yes. If I say, "Don't think about the uh, Golden Gate Bridge, no matter what you do, don't imagine it over the water or anything, the color or nothing, the fog. Don't think about that." What's what's your brain go to immediately? The bridge, the water. Not to right. That's what we do. So. The more we learn, the more we know about the way we are made and the way we are created, the more we can do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because we can ride a horse in the direction that it's going, which is okay. always a lot more comfortable. Absolutely. <laughs> so recognizing what's going on, and then I find that placing my hand somewhere, you know, it, it kind of says, You're okay. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. I'm here. I, I hear you. I hear you calling. Um, what is it that you're feeling? What's going on? Well, it's a sense of sadness or it's a sense of fear or uh, I just am not sure I'm comfortable. Or... And it could be as simple when you, when you stop and you allow this feeling to be, you can investigate what's going on. Oftentimes, I will just need to ask myself: Do you need a drink of water? Oh, right. Do you have enough water. Are you moving too fast? Are you doing too many things at once and causing yourself a lot of stress? Mm. Do you need to go sit down for a few minutes? Um, when's the last time you had a decent meal? Something good for you. Um, are you just resisting what you're doing? I don't want to put these clothes away right now. Well, do you have to put the clothes away right now? Right. You know. Um, no, I don't, you know, we're not children. We do bring a sense of what our parents were like Mm. to our adulthood. Yes. And it can be where we notice that we respond in the same way our parents did, or it can be, we made a vow about something when we were children and that's what's occurring now. Right. And anyway, so doing some, you know, questioning about what's going on in that and sometimes you can come to a a kind of a quick conclusion about oh what was that thought that I had just before I had that anxiety feeling oh oh yeah I need to call in that prescription I haven't done it for three days It's, it's on my mind well will you be more comfortable if that was done yeah I would be okay thank you for doing that I appreciate that well I really don't still want to do it Well, how about if I, you know, if I give you a hot cocoa with some marshmallows out on the patio after you do that, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Because I do think you don't even
0: realize that it's happening and all of a sudden you're overwhelmed or you're, um, you're, you're having that tightness in the chest. It, It can elevate fairly quickly. So I think getting to where you can identify the feeling that's coming within a certain part of the body. You get to where you identify, it happens in my chest, or it happens in my gut, or I feel the tightness coming in my shoulders. Starting to identify that, you'll start noticing before you get to the full-blown, this is the
1: moment it's starting to happen, right? That's exactly right. The first step is to become aware of what is occurring because you cannot do anything about something you're not aware of Mm -hmm. if you just run over it, you know, which we all have a tendency to do. Yes. Yeah. We're supposed to put on this front. We're supposed to put on these airs. We're supposed to be able to handle 75 things at once um, and not have anxiety. Really? Who made that up? (laughs) Right, right. And and I think that this this quarantining COVID thing has really brought it front and center to people because they don't have the same outlets that they used to have for distractions, which is a good thing. Yeah. Because the distractions were allowing us to distract from that calling Mm. inside the 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 little you know the little part of us that's like hey I'm uncomfortable I'm uncomfortable oh you know as soon as I get to the movies and watch that those shoot 'em up killing things or you know go to the mall and see those pants I've been wanting to buy I mean you're gonna forget all about that you just hold on exactly you know?
0: <laughs> redirect <laughs> redirect to keep yeah. <laughs> the of ice cream is
1: gonna get it for you girl. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like a little ice
1: cream <laughs> oh, God, I love a pint almost every night I'm working on my COVID belly right now <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right right but yeah I do think
0: we tend to just keep pushing forward because in, in, a, in a mind in, in our minds and the story we tell ourselves or maybe it's the story I know I tell myself is that makes me weak if I can't handle it And so I just need to push through and get to the other side, which creates more anxiety. It's just not a healthy, healthy pattern.
1: That's exactly right. And and what we think we are and the facade that we think we are supposed to uphold Mm. drives a lot of that. Um, What would they think of me if I didn't uphold this job? or whatever, yeah. or what would people think of me? What would I think of myself? You know, we, we create this image of ourselves. We start at a very young age about what's acceptable and what's not, what's pretty, what's ugly, what's mm. kind, what's not kind. I mean, that's partly what the, the whole political thing is about is, you know, we're, we're divided about what we think we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be that way. Um, But if you get down to the real questions that are important for your peace, because I I don't know how many times you've ever been in this position, but I have been in a a number of times in my life where I have had to choose between upholding something about myself and my peace of mind. Mm. And that is tough. Yes. it comes down to peace of mind every time because how can you live without peace of mind how can you I mean there's a certain level of anxiety and stress and insanity that we that we can tolerate yeah. but once it becomes you know like anxiety can become panic attacks where people you know generalized anxiety disorder where you are just basically anxious about everything all the time, social anxiety disorder, where you're not able to be around people, um, specific phobias. Um, all of these things are, they just, they lead to depression. Mm-hmm. They isolate us. They, they really do a number on our self-esteem. Yes. Um, they cause a lot of shame. Um, and I have found Without, without exception, that if you will embrace and identify and give space to what you hate and what you're afraid of, it will transform. Mm-hmm. But it takes practice.
0: And um, as you were talking, I was just thinking about kind of the steps in that the like you said, the first thing is really kind of identifying that you're starting to have that feeling and then kind of taking a moment to sit with it and not just keep pushing through and then eventually getting to where you can have tea and have that conversation with yourself. And all of this is is, is a practice. And I kind of skipped the one where you said maybe even touching your chest or your heart or your stomach or your head to kind of bring a little bit of a calming sense in a moment of anxiety. Those are all really great ways to kind of start a process. And I agree with you. I think having someone to talk to, working with a counselor to help you really create something specific for you
1: is powerful as well. Uh, and sometimes we're not able by ourselves to identify uh, where these repetitive notions or beliefs are coming from. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it, it helps to talk these things through so that you can identify, when did I first remember, you know, or how did I come up with the idea that I should protect myself at all costs? Or that when people did something like that, it was a threat or, you know, it just sometimes helps to kind of go all the way back to where you can find the source of some of these anxious, anxiety-producing yes. experiences and realize that oh, it's so funny. You know, when, when we do this in, in therapy, it, it's often, it often occurs that somebody will be five years old And they will have experienced something and made a decision at age five based on a perspective of a five-year-old and have carried it through their entire life. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're at, 60 years old, that's, that's how they're responding because they made a decision and it's in the subconscious and they had no idea.
0: Right, right. I'd say that's extremely common we're, we're all carrying something lots of something the <laughs> vow I like I like when you called it a vow that stuck with me because you don't even realize you've made that vow but you're saying it and you're reinforcing that vow all the time so being able to get to that small child or that time in your life at what age or whenever being able to work with someone to get to that and work through, and let go of,
1: is, yeah, and often, you know, you don't want to, they're coping skills, we all grow up, you know, with coping skills, and decisions that we make at certain ages, based on our perspective at that time, which may or may not have been accurate, right, Um, but, you know, you don't necessarily have to get rid of it, but it will transform when you shine a light on it, Right. It will transform. And um, I was going to say some, some of the things about the physical, you know, if you, can, if you can identify, sometimes it's a little more, it's difficult, especially with a high level emotion. It can be difficult to deal with by yourself uh, cognitively. So during that grounding period where you have your hand, wherever, the, wherever you feel that anxious spot, you can ask yourself questions like, what does this feel like? What shape is this? Mm. What is the temperature of this? Is it, is it round? Is it square? Is it cold? Does it have protuberances? Is it, how, what size is it? Is it, is it large, small? Is it heavy? Is it light? What color is it? Is it steel? Is it, you know, because that really separates you from that feeling and makes it, okay, it's something different. And then you can breathe into it Mm -hmm. and allow it to come out.
0: All good stuff. I'm I'm so grateful that you came on. I'm gonna say that's a great place to wrap up. Thank you for coming on again. I look forward to connecting with you again to everybody out there thank you for tuning in watching listening stay safe stay curious and we'll see you next week